You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everyone. Thanksgiving week. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I'm your hunk. Do are we supposed to say the name of our show? We usually say the name of our show. It doesn't matter. It's on the album. We usually art. do. You know what it is? But I did it different because you it's know what different. it is. Different. I'm now. Doge, and because I need to know if you're with Chunk or with them. Nice. I'm Carter, and you have to chunk the mouthfeel of the mignonette. Please don't. Please don't say mouthfeel. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Wonderful. You seem like you really want us to ask you something, Jordan. Introduction. It's usually what we do. Yeah, I'm the hunk. Tell us about it. We're decorating for Christmas tomorrow. That will be Saturday, cool. November 19th. Cool. And uh, I was just telling Carter before we started the episode that every year our uh, transition from fall brain to Christmas brain begins Right after decorating our tree, we will settle into the couch comfortably and watch just friends. Cool. That is our yearly, hey, Christmas has hath begun. Yeah. Christmas is here. Just friends every time. We cool. uh we we've creeped back. We used to decorate right after Thanksgiving. But what we what we learned a few years ago was uh too tired. Yeah. Too tired. Too tired. <laughs> you know so when we put our tree up last before. year? Hmm? We put our tree up on December 16th last year. It's too sad. Late. Too it's sad, too late. late. Yeah. It was a bit late. I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, we've had ours up since the 4th of July this year, so we're good for you. Mm. Good to go. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Really making up it. lost ground. I think that's great. I think that's great. <laughs> Santa bless America. I used to view <laughs> Thanksgiving as just, just a, a little obstacle to leap over in order to get to Christmas. Yeah. But as mm-hmm. I've aged, many do. I have grown to greatly appreciate Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving is a sleeper comeback holiday for me. Where it's Agreed. just like, this could be, given enough time, my very favorite. No, it Christmas is will never be unseated for me. But see, and y'all don't even, well, please forgive me for assuming. Is, I wouldn't imagine sports is a big part of your Thanksgiving. Almost let me, tell you, let me tell you, it yeah. couldn't be a smaller part of my Thanksgiving. So I it even that is an added layer for me because it's there's football. There's like great football. You get on to Thanksgiving. Yell, yell at big boys with their bouncing now ball there's and their also like inter, the international football. The World Cup is gonna be yeah, that is true. happening this weekend. It starts, it kicks off this weekend. So the World Cup will be going down. I believe not Thanksgiving Day. But there's a big uh, U.S. matchup that happens mm. uh, during mm-hmm. the Thanksgiving weekend. So I'll tell you, I, that is interesting. As soon as Thanksgiving meal ends, as soon as it put, I put it away in my belly, oop, it's Christmas time. <laughs> Why are all these Thanksgiving decorations up? Yeah. What? It's not Thanksgiving anymore. What are you doing? Why, like, why, why are the turkeys why do I have this? and browns and oranges everywhere? It's Thanksgiving's over. I just finished eating. Why, why is there no Christmas tree? What are Thanksgiving decorations, by the way? I mean, do you have like a big turkey that you dress 
I do not, but my mom, dude, my mom adores Thanksgiving decorations, man. What she does is she buys jack-o'-lantern decorations, like stuffed jack-o'-lanterns, plastic jack-o'-lanterns. And then after she turn after Halloween, she just turns them little bad boys around. That's fun. Just a pumpkin That's on the smart, back, baby. Just yeah, a pumpkin yeah, yeah. on the back. I love that. That's real smart. I love that transition. Multi-purpose. Yeah, she's all <laughs> she's all about using every part of the of the fall buffalo for sure. Yeah, that's really. Then come yeah. Christmas time, she paints it white and puts it on the skinny paints torso it. and and yeah, makes it act like it's Santa. Makes it be a yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dude, that's exactly what it is. Um, we so instead of <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas, I just thought he kind of instead of football, shit. instead of football, we will probably marathon Christmas movies right after Thanksgiving meal mm. as a family. That's right. Probably just throw on some Grinch, some Elf. Maybe we some, are we are hosting Thanksgiving for the first time this year. Whoa, I'm pretty adult. nervy about it. Uh, it's uh, we alternate. We switch families every Thanksgiving. So this year we're with Jess's family, but her her parents <laughs> never, are actually no, not one family ever the same. Her <laughs> parents, switch. There's a new one. It's a brand new family this year. Excited to try them out. No, her parents are going to be in Hawaii, and we're hosting at our house. And I feel like that is a whole different degree of adult pressure that I don't. Yeah, know the I was game done for. changed, buddy. I don't know that yeah, I was prepared for that. We've already talked. I don't think we're going to do turkey because we're like, you know what, we're going to have. Turkey at Christmas, probably. I would riot. So, nah, man, I think we might go like real casual. I think frozen pizza and I hot dogs. It. No, I'm just kidding. Not frozen pizza oh. and uh, I'm down for any of it, man. I'm pushing for pulled pork. I'm a pulled pork boy. I do a Ooh. great pulled pork. I'm just trying to say, let's do it. Let's do it chill. We're not trying to honor any turkeys or anything chill, on this pulled day. pulled pork, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's pulled pork. Uh, run through the little jet that turns it into pulled snow. Pulled pork ceviche. It's going to be great, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I can down. Well, you know, hey, you other- know what though? When you take a big bite and it's still cold inside, that's ceviche. That's ceviche. When the <laughs> bite is so cold and your face is so cold, that's super cold. <laughs> I love when we're on the same page. Yeah, it's so, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Uh, the you know, food you can't live without it. Yeah. That's what everybody says, at least. You definitely yeah. can't. You, you sure? <laughs> yeah, I can't. <laughs> I said you definitely can't. Yeah, you got to have it. You I said have you it. can't. Jerry, uh, I I think it's time to talk about a movie on our movie Yeah, let's podcast. at least name Seems it. like a novel idea. Yeah. And uh, we're honoring the Thanksgiving holiday uh, because today the movie that we're bringing you is known as... The, the menu. menu. And uh, this lined the synopsis up for it goes a little something like this. I knew it. I knew you. I could see in your I just face had that scroll. you had nothing. I just had to scroll back up from the quote section because we were in such a good flow. I, I could we were going see so it. great. I you lose track in the flow. Nothing ready. Wow. wow. Centuries ago, people who lived long before us uh, were confronted with the fact that they didn't know how to reckon with knowledge itself. Where did this, where did knowledge come from? Where did thought and reason originate? Uh, And they discovered that this comes from the goddess Athena, who of course sprung fully formed from the head of Zeus, no mother, Mm. ready to dispense wisdom to the mortal world. I genuinely thought you were about to synopsize the Thanksgiving story. (laughs) I saw the Zeus coming. And the same way as Athena sprung from the head of her father in the tales of old. So did this synopsis burst forth instantly out of the ether 
with no originator. Every time you do this, all I can think of is Dwight just counting to kill time because he doesn't have an idea. A young couple travels to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. The buildup to the synopsis, honest to God, was longer than the synopsis. Hey, that is, listen, everything we do on this show is somebody's favorite part of this show. I have to believe that, otherwise I waste a lot of time talking to you guys on a microphone. There has to be something that is everybody's favorite part of the show. Yeah, I agree. So that whoever you are, whoever that Athena story is your favorite part of the show, you're welcome. Be thankful. Also, who are you? (laughs) You know what my favorite bit is? Hmm. The same one over and over again. That no, you, it a bit. Bro, bro, when people buy journey tickets, they want them to play Don't Stop Believing. That's true. Lights for me, but you know. Yeah. Like, don't Stop Believing in itself is kind of a synopsis, isn't it? Faithfully. Yeah. I think Don't Stop Believing gets dookied on by a lot of journey songs, actually. Yeah. I but agree. I get it. It's probably the hypest moment of the whole show. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Love yeah, Faithfully. Probably. Love. When the lights go down in the city. If yeah. I was at a Journey show right now. <laughs> I've seen them. Have you really? Yeah. With Doobie, Doobie Brothers opened. No, no, okay. no. Okay. No. Still, that new guy t- is incredible. That new guy's great. Phenomenal. Incredible. If I was at a Journey show right now and the intro to Separate Ways began, I would oh, probably yeah. cry. I bet I would yeah. cry. Mm, yeah. They have so many. That's the thing. Everyone knows about Don't Stop Believing, but it's like you guys, there's 20 other good journey songs. Yeah. Yeah. What if what what if instead of Don't Stop Believing, it was just like someday love will find you? Oh, so good, dude. That was accidentally the Dragon Force vocalist for yeah. some reason. <laughs> Don't know why. But it was. Hey, hey, the menu. Yeah. We saw this. We did see this. And uh it's interesting. There's there's this thing happening with movies right now um, over, I would say, the last like four years, even pre-COVID, where showings for superhero movies and a select few other blockbusters are like, fight for your seat. Yeah. Showings for anything below that top tier blockbuster level, ghost town. Complete ghost town. Ghost ghost town. A, there was a literal dog in our theater. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> just one dog. We just us, us and a guy with a dog, pretty much. Dog, um, dog was very well behaved. I got no beef with the dog. Hey, there was a an older lady next to me, like probably grandma age, like not the seat right next to me, but two seats over, who thought this was the funniest movie they had ever seen. Dude, was it me? Had, we, we probably had fifty, maybe fifty people. Oh, oh we had we had less than ten. Did you oh, go to man. Alamo? Yeah, I assume Alamo probably yeah. attracts more of a crowd that's into like film. And yeah. wants to see other things besides just blockbusters. But yeah, all that to say, to I'm going to be honest. If I could see every movie in a mostly empty theater, that would be ideal for me. Dude, it no was crunchies, It dude? was me and three other people when I went to see Bullet Train. Jess wasn't even with me. One of the nice. best wow. movie experiences of my life. Nice. Not because she wasn't and with me, but it was very private. Our theater had the right we're energy sure for this sure. movie. They yeah. were giggling. Yeah, we they were too. gasping. It was, it was a good vibe up in that place. I... I think that this movie is going to slot into a really unique place in cinema because it is not any one thing by itself. Um, And I think a lot of times the sort of like thriller, it's not quite horror, right? Like what genre would you give this movie? It's still, I mean, IMDb gave it horror. IMDb classifies it as horror, but it's like a horror like 
satirical comedy Dark almost. comedy. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny. I didn't do too much research into this movie before we watched it. Like who all was involved. And the whole time I was thinking that it felt like an episode of Succession. And there then it finished. And Mark Mylod is the director. And Adam McKay and Will Ferrell are EP. Like it's basically just the Succession team that yeah. made this movie. Big um, vibes of that too. And so it totally fits why the humor hits exactly like the succession humor does. Mm. Um, and it's a little bleak and like peppy at the same time. It's interesting um, that they were able to make such a like unique mark on it though. The succession team basically who's come over and just kind of taken this project over because it sure. wasn't originally their project. Like it right. was in 2014, I think is when it almost got made last time, mm. maybe 2017. Wow. And Emma Stone was attached to star instead of Anya Taylor-Joy and like no it was a whole different team and stuff. So- it's really interesting that they're able to come in and just be like, actually kind of, this is our thing now and it's, it's our vibe. Sure. Yeah. I, and they did it. When you, when you eat Thanksgiving dinner, guys, do you, do you eat one thing at a time? Is it like, okay, I'm going to yes. eat all of this at one yes. time? Or do you go little bites of everything all the way through? No, I'm do one thing sure at a time. Yeah, I hardly, I start with, I start with an introduction to all of the flavors and have everything individually. So you can rank it. Then I then I begin to combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then after that, like because after that point, there's hardly a fork that has only one kind of thing on Interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah. Are are you usually like is your base the turkey, is your base the protein? And then you might add some mashed taters or some sweet potatoes, or is it like you know maybe what? mashed potatoes and some cranberry sauce or maybe Yeah, you know? thanks Thanksgiving gets a little wild. I, I think love it. the the protein probably takes up the least amount of space. Yeah. On my plate. I'm a big size guy. I agree, guy. dude. I'm it's a carb all sides for me. Carbohydrate. It's kind of like you don't need to, and as tough as it is, it's like, don't do like a roll by itself first. No. It's, it has to be you're with. You're taking up real estate at that point. And honestly, that's probably one of the last bites that I have because that's my sponge. Like if exactly. you know anything, yep. you're taking the roll, especially a good yeast roll. That's when the Hawaiian roll comes <laughs> and becomes the star too. Yeah. Because of the buoyancy that there. sweetness. Just yeah. get it Dude, all you together. Crack, you crack open one of those crusty yeast rolls and then just wipe that inside through some gravy, just a train of gravy right there. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. I think the first step I, I have though with the entire meal, first, yeah, first step I have though is opening the yeast roll to put butter in and let it just sit. Like a pot, do you do it like a pocket or do you cut it straight in half? I'm a straight in half guy. I'm a pocket guy. Okay. We're learning a lot about each other. Yeah, right? I'm not I think typically, that's what's great. I'm not typically, I don't touch my roll till the very end and I break it in half. Like- so there's no butter situation. Is there a butter situation for you at some point? Not usually, there's just deal? like little bits okay. of everything else that I ate that day. I do half. My plate of looks a roll, like you like lick it when I'm serving, done. basically. Okay. Gosh, I'm so, so like, hungry for Thanksgiving dinner, Dude, guys. It's I'm eight like, fifty in the morning, and I'm crazy like excited dying for some turkey and potatoes. <laughs> but my point yeah. is, it's it's very interesting. I think we approach this podcast the way that we approach our individual Thanksgiving. Dinners and Doge, I think you tend to hmm. want to walk through something with a little more structure. And I think Carter and I tend to take little bites from everything as we go. And I, I just think that's beautiful. Is that how you guys eat every meal? Because I'm every single meal, I eat one thing at a time. Unless yeah, I kind of think I just don't. Unless I'm a Tex-Mex boy, and then I'll mix it's the like, rice and beans. I'm a mixy boy every meal. I think I am too. Okay. Yeah, because I'll have one of our favorite uh, go-to, pretty simple one-off meals is like doing tuna cakes and we make mm-hmm. like a homemade oh nice uh like, like a sauce, frosting like and man- candles man- to put homemade in mayo and then that's the base for kind of a smoked paprika sauce that we put on top of that with lemon and stuff like that yeah 
then it's it's supposed to be served on a bed of like arugula, and it is, and that's how we serve it. And it's all pretty and prime, but then I'm just mushing arugula. all that up. I'm putting sure. it all in there together, sure. mixing it. Yeah. So Doge, if you've got like a burger and fries, are you finishing yeah. the burger before you eat the fries? Uh, I've started in the past year of my life cutting the burger in half, eating half the burger, half the fries, and then deciding what I want to finish on. Why what do so I want much the structure? Last? Why so much structure? Combos are, I love the combos. I don't know, man. That's okay. Hmm. That's fine, know. man. You just don't understand because I think food is art on the edge of the abyss. Like well, it so is that's equal where I'm parts going like with this life. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, where yeah. I'm going Death, with this a little bit. And so you have to be able to experience it. I don't just eat. I taste. Yeah. Love this is, that scene, by the way. This is such an interesting movie because it presents, oh, I love something that, that makes me feel very complicated things about the messaging because the messaging of this movie is um, essentially, Doge, you put it well last night, about the commodification of, in this case, the service culinary art. art. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, but, but not even just culinary, right? Because it even extends the metaphor into uh Margot, who is actually yeah. Aaron, is an escort and he's calling yeah. her a member of the service industry and in that she's been commodified as disposable. Like she has been decided that she's disposable because of what she does for a living. Anyway, it's so funny because at the same time, this movie also treats our food shots with a lot of respect, but then makes fun of them in the text right next to the shot that yeah. the shot itself could have been <clears throat> a slow-mo TikTok that I stopped to watch because yeah, it was yeah. so interesting. Like, I don't know if you guys follow Amari, I think, Guishan, yep. the chocolatier guy. Absolutely, I do. Are I'll you kidding every me? Time I I'll watch you make this a, man. I'm going to watch you make a rocking horse out of chocolate. Why not? Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Are you kidding me? A telescope? Yeah, sure. I watch everything this man does. He's 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 perfection. And and I, it's funny I I weirdly had um, I can't remember Ray finds his character's name. Give me Uno Memento, Chef Slov- Slovic, Slovic, Slovic. Yeah, something he said really resonated with me, which is this extends beyond the food metaphor here, the critique and general public access to higher level knowledge of something has ruined the art of it, mm-hmm. and thus has circled back around to the best thing you can do is make something simple better than everybody else. Yeah. That's why he invited Nicholas Holt and humiliated him in that kitchen. Right. Super pump. That's my favorite part of this movie. Ooh. I think that was visceral. It was kind of a... Dude, it was hard to watch. They have... It is... It also seems like very modern. Not soapbox, but very modern like theme, especially now with like access to... Everything like we can be kind of be experts yeah. on. I mean, you can even anything. take something called a masterclass from your phone while yeah. you're in the backseat of a car on a road trip. Like we, yeah, we we are in the top half tier of movie review critics. And what what did we even do to deserve it? Right. Besides, know each other and enjoy movies. And I like think people cared what we thought. Yeah. The, the Nicholas Holt, which he's phenomenal in everything he does. He's super yes. underrated. He's oh the Nicholas God. Holt uh, storyline that culminates. In that moment, I think there seemed to be such a keen awareness as to, uh, it's so cheesy, but like metaphorically, it felt like the movie was put together well, like a, like a menu. It's like <laughs> exactly. we, were, we were following the, the same guidelines as our head chef would have. But to kind of lead us along and Nicholas Holt kind of becomes, he starts this kind of this charming character and he's quirky a little bit, but then it's like, oh, he's obsessed. Oh, he's just absolutely rude. Like completely, he's awful to yeah. Margot. Mm-hmm. He's saying certain things like he's over the top. Then the reveal that he knew. 
he knew what he was getting into. Yeah, and he was, was just so ignorant and just like, like, see, I don't think it was supposed to be ignorance. I think it was supposed to be the met. At least how I read it was the metaphor was, this is the person so in over their head with the art that they don't understand what stupid is and just think everything is good. So the idea of you're gonna die no, no, no. if you come here, and he's like, dude, people won't even get it, man. Like it's so yeah. worth it because people don't understand it. And it's like, no, you just I got believe- told you're gonna get murdered. <laughs> yeah, I my ignorance that I was about to say was like to to just go ahead and bring another life, oh, like to yes, not yes. care. I'm sorry, I'm sorry about yeah. Margot. Yeah, ignorant in that way. Yeah. Who's the person that the only person that we end up enjoying in the movie? Dude, I yeah. like the rich guy's has, wife too. Yeah, she was great. She was great. But um, regardless, to have the like camera pan over because we start we start in the kitchen. Sometimes my super pumps and my favorite parts of the movies are the are the most like ingrained in my brain because something else was on in me to just like soak that in and have it burned in. But when the head chef is like, now you, and it just turns and you're like, we, we do all this subversion of expectations all the time of like who he's talking about. Yeah, dude. Especially with our line of sight because Margot and this kid are at the same table and it goes over to him. From that point, I was yes. not in a theater anymore. I was in yes. the kitchen. Yep. And the, the soundtrack was at an all-time high, which it was phenomenal. I really, really yeah. loved Colin the soundtrack Stetson, to this movie. same guy that did Hereditary. Oh my gosh, yeah, so very good. But then to have him be like, hey, this is what you deserve. But here's the actual scenario of what, like, what's our best case scenario? They gave it to him. Yeah. And then they showed very plainly, this is what, is this really what you want? Yeah. All of this is for absolutely nothing. Well, it would be and like if Tarantino came up to us and was like, make a movie then, dude. Yeah, or you do it then. A better, yeah. a better example would be like if, like, Vin or Denis Villeneuve or some, yeah, let's go with like a Christopher Nolan, somebody we love. Somebody yeah. we adore, but maybe we have said some, some not perfect things about movies. If he was like, all right, you do it. You do it. I would then. crumble and fall apart. I would have no idea Absolutely. what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's to illustrate yeah. the difference between critiquing something and knowing about it and being 100%. able to actually participate in the practice of making something <clears throat> worth critiquing. Yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't even necessarily supposed to be playing the role of the critic, in my opinion. He was the one who is the behind the scenes person that's telling you how everything is done. And he's just, and so our head chef is saying like, oh, so that makes you just as good. Yeah. So because you know all of this, that means you, because you quote unquote appreciate it the most, that, that you're taking away the artistry of what mm-hmm. I do. You're taking away the secrets of what I do. To have the someone who has the replica menu item, which we do all the time. It's like, hey, this is the exact same thing. Here's the equate version of something that you can't always have, yeah. you know? Here's the up and up version or whatever it's called. But yeah, to have him there and the tensity of like him making the... <laughs> Rafe was also perfect. I don't want to jump too much all over possible super Rafe pumps. Rafe was perfect. Yeah. But for him to just be like, wow, like we, this is, we are setting the world aflame. We're going to yeah. do shallots and leeks. <laughs> and two lamb lamb. Butter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and butter. And he's like, look at this. But then the, all the shots of just everyone watching. Just yes. Oh my god. Stone gosh. cold. And there's the recognition of the people that are, you know, our, our customers, those being served, of them kind of know what's going on. They're like, oh my God, this in guy, that moment, this poor guy. In that moment, I was like, this is a little bit like Willy Wonka for big boys. Like it's yeah, a little dude. bit like oh, dark. Nice. Wow, Willy that's Wonka. great. You get nothing. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. To wrap that up for my super pump, uh, ultimately what made that scenario was what Nicholas Holt was doing. He, yeah. We got to see him within three minutes maybe go from being supremely grateful to uh, 
just on the precipice of taking his own life mm-hmm. because he's been so embarrassed. I love that we don't know what was whispered in his ear. I know. Yeah. And I know it must have been heinous, absolutely heinous. stabbing. Mm-hmm. And our head chef doesn't even get to know what to say without being a victim of knowing exactly mm-hmm. like what to say mm-hmm. in those scenarios. Oh my god! The scene for me, the the Rafe Rafe Fines was in the best way. <laughs> Rafe Fines was top three candidate for Super Pump for me. He lost out, but he's involved yeah. in my Super Pump. But what his maybe his best scene to me in the movie is the like dismantling of Jeremy when he when they lay out the tarp on the floor and decorate it and Jeremy walks out and he just tells him you want to be like me you want my life but you're yeah. not good enough you'll <laughs> never be like that was that's the moment the movie changes you know yeah that that is when it becomes it's not just like food people who are up their own butt with this weird food yeah, but it's like dude. oh something yeah so he is like we got to stop talking about him or else we got to really talk about him because Ray Fine yeah, sure. is my super pump yeah, yeah, he was far and away the most captivating thing to me. Like such a he was like, a force, like a un- a very unique like performance that also really felt subtle. like a million things I've seen before. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was yeah. so nuanced, and the script, like the the dialogue that he's given, is absolutely phenomenal. Like I wonder how much the Succession team had to do with the actual dialogue because that is maybe Succession's strongest yeah. element. Every yeah. every single monologue that he gives introducing the next course is like unbelievable to me. He he completely blew me away. And it's it's like we're not breaking new ground. We're cooking leeks and shallots in butter to say that Ray Fiennes is an excellent actor. Like absolutely, sure, obviously. yeah, uh, yeah, sure. None of us should be surprised by he, this, but it, he it really yeah. blew me away. He has he a never breaks. Yeah. yeah, he never just goes completely Mm-mm. crazy. Mm-mm. He still holds this. Because he's a professional. Yeah. <laughs> because he wants it to be perfect. He is he, always in, in complete control of every yes. other person in that room. Yeah. Well, and he's a he's an insane person, obviously, but there is something about him that you almost feel bad for. Like you're almost like, man, he's just at his wits end. And then you at least for me, and then I take a step back and I'm like, oh no, he's like a he's like gonna murder all these people. Like this yeah. is a bad he's a cult. I was I was rooting for him though. I think yeah. that's the interesting thing with, thing with the script and with Rafe's performance is like, by the end of it, you, I'm kind of rooting for him. It's him like, and Anya Taylor-Joy. That's I like you. That you care about. Yeah. I want you to succeed at what you want to do. I think what you want to do is horrible, mm-hmm. but I really hope you get a win out of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the interesting dynamic of him having some kind of redeeming quality to like actually let somebody go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, he's the work. I don't think I see that too much. And I can't really pinpoint another moment to where our number one antagonist, one of his final moves, their final moves is to release, is to free our number one so protagonist. That, that is actually my super pump. Yeah. That, that this scene. was almost my super pump. The cheeseburger scene. The cheeseburger scene. scene specifically. The way that we treat the Very cheeseburger. Very nearly mine. We treat the cheeseburger yeah. just like all the rest of the food. We still give it that still shot or that that really. Did HD you not want to freaking bury your face? Okay, in that so that's what I was going to say, right, dude? Oh my god! I gosh. think this is an intentional choice, but of all of the food, even visually the most pleasing of the whole film is the simple cheeseburger with the fries. The, the pu- push, the push with the juice oh. on the styrofoam plate. Yeah, but I think the. Yeah. I would say that if I could that boil down the messaging that. of this movie, I would boil it down to the cheeseburger scene of. It's what I said earlier. I think this movie is saying when everyone has access to the same level of knowledge that an expert has, when everybody can break down 
gastronomy and presentation and plating, even when they have no skill to back it up, sometimes the most artistically fulfilling thing you can do is just be the best at the simple thing. Yeah. It takes all of the, all of the fawning and um, poetic metaphors and food comparisons out. And it's just, here is a good cheeseburger. Enjoy. I think, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the thing of like, and it's the thing that lets her go. Art is purely intellectual unless there is joy in the creation and the consumption. Yeah, it's a math yeah. equation unless yeah. there's there's love and heart in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Margot is just so incredibly savvy. To it, it didn't feel out of place for her. So yeah, obviously, I agree. ATJ did a great job of making us feel like well, doesn't okay, she this, always? Yeah, not just street smarts, you know. But she when she gets into the room and is able to see him through the years, she decided to go to the very beginning. That that catalyst moment of, of very likely what got him into it. The only picture smile. when he's smiling. We zoom yeah. in on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she's like, that's it. And so she has the idea. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, the nonverbals but, for her to reach that point and ask him that was, oh. and it didn't it, it didn't feel as much as her manipulating him, which ultimately she's looking out for herself to yeah, try and sure. survive yeah. this. But also I think he knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately it was like, you know what? This would be a nice little Viking funeral situation. Yeah, for I, I want to go out. I get to do it yeah. for fun one more he time. He had that joy again. That was kind yeah. of an emotional scene for yeah. me. Of him making the cheeseburger. I, well, I really liked that she, her way of saying essentially like, I'm good to go was literally asking for a to-go bag. Like she was like, could yeah, I get yeah. a to-go box for this? <laughs> I don't know. It's both funny. It's something this movie did so well. It threaded the, it was both funny and very good at the same time. That it's such a, it's such a narrow needle to thread because and we talked about that last week with Wakanda forever for a whole different set of reasons. But like sure. this movie, like, the cheeseburger scene to me, I started to feel like we were getting a little bit of speed wobbles where it was like, oh, did the movie climb up its own butt about a cheeseburger? But then like letting it play out and realizing like, I think there are so many moments where this movie could easily have tipped to one side or the other and fallen 100%. off the tightrope. And it's just- I was worried that the chase scene when they let all the guys go was yes. going to be like a lot of the movie. Yeah. Um, and that we were going to change genre in the middle, but no, it was about what? Three minutes, and then we were yeah, back. If that, yeah. there was a the chicken coop scene where he's uh, our, <laughs> he gives him the egg. Here's Critics, a prize yeah. for being no. the last caught. <laughs> yeah, that felt just to have the hand introduce itself from out of frame felt so Wes Anderson in that Big moment. Time, just dude. Like, of just like here's this thing for you, but it was it was it was great, and the laughs. You know, there's a lot of movies to where uh, something that I learned to appreciate more, but there's a lot of movies to where I'll sit in the theater. And laugh at all the places that I feel like the producers intended for me to laugh. Like the people who made this movie were like, you're supposed to laugh here. This, to laugh. I specifically had this moment with Knives Out. When I was seeing Knives Out, there was people that were just not laughing at certain points. Yeah. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. Um, but it felt like this, this crowd, it, everything hit how it was supposed to, yeah. to an extent. And if it was ever something that I didn't expect, it was more, laugh- mm-hmm. more laughter than I thought it would yeah. be. Yeah, it is time for shout announcements, though, and uh, nobody nobody's laughing about that except for me. <laughs> it's a shout announcements, but it's Thanksgiving time, so it's the Thanksgiving shout announcements. Yeah, Chunkies, it's me. Chunkies, it's me, your father. <laughs> We are going to review. Here's the thing. <laughs> this is not just my favorite Christmas movie of all time to launch our action Christmas 
season here with Two Chunks. Uh, it is one of my favorite movie experiences it is of so all fun. time. It's so stupid and I love we it are, so much. <laughs> we are going to be reviewing Jingle All the Way next week to Starring kick Anakin off. Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, to kick off as Jamie. To kick <laughs> off. Um, oh my God. I'm so excited. I really am so Kicking excited. Kicking off Action Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait. And if you can't wait, there's a way you can get in on the action of non-Christmas through Discord. Uh, jump on into our Discord. We got, uh, we got. Yeah. L- look, listen, it, it's part of our Patreon. But uh, what I want to push you towards is Discord. We do have that $3 tier of Patreon that gets you access to bonus episodes, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. is a good time. It also gets you extra votes anytime we do Love it. a vote series. But Discord is where all the heat is at. Yeah. It's where we're it's talking. It's all of our chat. number one customers. <laughs> we... <laughs> we <laughs> Uh, we've got a channel in there called Fives that I adore, and it's where it's usually Carter, but uh, people will ask for your top five. It got, a little, it got a little rogue there for a while. It did, it did, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, we we just had we just had a nice little discussion on uh, what's your top five Thanksgiving food items, and uh, <laughs> let me tell you what, it's all green bean casserole. Green bean casserole is a a pretty runaway success in our Discord. It's surprising to me. I like green bean casserole yeah. a lot. It's just surprising you, to me that it's such a winner for everybody. Yeah, I think. That's what it is, man. You just have to see the right movie. You've got to check. You've got to get a bite of the right casserole. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it'll move on up. I'm speaking this into existence. I'm claiming this, uh, manifesting it. By the time this episode comes out, our Barbarian bonus episode will have hit that bonus episode feed. So if you want to know what we thought about that, uh, it is accessible. It is within reach. It is no longer trapped in the basement of my editing queue. (laughs) We want you to tell your friends about us. I mean, listen, Please. you have discovered this beautiful podcast light and y'all are out there hiding under a bushel. No, no. let it shine. Let it shine. You got to tell your friends about us. It's the only way, uh, well, for us to be happy. Uh, we can't rest. We have to keep doing this podcast as penance until a certain number of people can hear it. Uh, and then our souls the will be all- free. Yeah. Once every soul on this planet has heard our podcast, then we can enter into our eternal rest. So help us enter into our eternal rest and tell your friends about this podcast. are waiting for us. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must have travel shoes have a lighter than air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Fields of that one Matt Damon movie no one remembers. <laughs> Man, what a Wasn't that Charlotte Copley? It was Charlotte Copley and Matt Damon, and it was What's so that disappointing. Director's name? 
Neil Blomkamp. Neil it was Blomkamp, his follow-up yeah, to District man. 9, which is like a top five of all time yeah, for me. And Elysium was, was so disappointing and he's done that, nothing since then. I've heard that in retro, it wasn't Chappie after Elysium? Oh, Chappie, yeah. I've heard that uh, in retrospect, Chappie rules, but it, it didn't Chappie, get reviews at the beginning. Chappie does rule. I saw that it. opening day. Chappie rules. He was rumored to direct a, an Alien prequel for a while, and then Ridley Scott was like, um, no, and made Prometheus. Which, for a long time, he was rumored to direct the Halo movie. It was going to be a Neil Blomkamp-directed Halo, ooh, which would have been so great. I don't know why everybody awesome. just forgot about him. I love Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Is any of this in the episode? I don't think so. Sure. Is it? Uh, it can be. I don't know. I don't know. We're back. We're want? back, though. For We're here. Here we are. This Look, is the kind of stuff that just happens. You know? We here's just talk about things. Here's the thing. I, oof. I'm going to super dump. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Do it then. I think in a lot of ways, the general acceptance of what is happening from the guests at the party is just part of the metaphor. Yeah, absolutely. That They pay. They pay with their credit cards right before they get turned into s'mores because yeah. they're so and it, up their own butts about this is an experience. It is very yeah. funny. And yeah. it it really does work for me. But- I think I would have liked to have seen, he even makes a comment about like, at any point you could have gotten up and fought back, which is again, part of the metaphor. Yeah. However, I just, I guess I wish that there had been maybe more visceral reactions than just like panic and sitting back down at your table. But yeah. I, I'm having a hard time with the super dump because I'm not sure if I dislike it. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it strikes yeah. me as odd and it stands out in my brain as sort of like almost out of step with, reality in a way that the rest of the movie wasn't. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that is carrying that metaphor forward of like people will endure anything if they think that it is an experience that is exclusive to them. Like right. Yeah. If it's they think give that them they're clout. getting the star treatment, yeah. they will put themselves through anything. And so I, I understand where they're coming from. I mean, it, that's why it, they're it, all crying as their chocolate's melting and saying yes, chef, to him at the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I understand the metaphor and, and I even like the metaphor. Very midsummer end to their it lives. It is midsummer. Yeah. I guess I just wish that there had been a little more discussion of fighting back, but I don't, I'm struggling with the super dump because I don't even know that I actually want that because yeah, it leads tough. to a really great metaphor with, with a really nice bow on it. There just wasn't a lot that I didn't like about this. I think yeah. I think you could have your cake and eat it too if like sure. one of the finance bros was killed trying to escape or something. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean, because we don't yeah. need all three but finance bros. We cut the bros ring finger again. off. We did cut you know, the we, ring finger the off. The infidelity, we cut yeah. that off. And um, Carter, <clears throat> I didn't even put that together until right now. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that he was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They chose his ring finger. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my honest thought was just that would be the worst finger to have to lose. Because it's so in the middle of everything. You got to use it all the time. Yeah. yeah. That's, how you, yeah. that's how I hold stuff, you know. Only um, my super dump is hard too. And I'm going to try and explain it. My least favorite course, and it's terms in terms of measuring against the rest of the menu. Okay. My least favorite course was, and it's really tough coming from a young white man, uh, man's folly. And so I thought that was... Powerful. I thought that was a great, uh, I mean, to be able to say, like it, there was this situation in terms of our head chef being like, hey, I made advances I shouldn't have. I'm giving you ultimate power in this course. And then we find out it was her idea, the girl who stabs him in a nearly a major artery, like down there by his leg. Well, she does yeah. what he said he did to his dad too. Yeah. Exact same yeah. thing. Yeah, stabs him uh, and then had the idea for killing everybody. 
Um, so what was tough for me about that is that was the only time that I kind of strayed a little bit from, okay, not everything really necessarily ha- had to be about the service industry, right? But that one was one of the only courses that didn't quite fit for me personally. And I'm fine for somebody to talk me into it. It won't change my super sure. yeah. And then also what it did is... Um, and and again, that maybe this was the point. So many of the other aspects of this movie and the narratives were done so well and also so subtly. Mm-hmm. It's almost all of it is almost like Ray Fine's acting job, sure, right? Yeah. It's like this subtlety to wait, was I supposed to learn something? I might have. I might learn it later. Yeah. Um of in Man's Folly, ultimately we find out, oh, he actually gave this this female sous chef a lot of power, right? And I say female because it's like maybe that was the narrative, was like hey, I don't deserve to have this much power about it. And she ultimately makes one of the most lasting decisions on the entire menu. When in my mind, that didn't make any sense to me, that it was her idea to kill everybody. When ultimately his, what, what, then what is the point of the night? Like, did, yeah. did she have the whole idea for the menu? And so really, is she the worm tongue? Like, is she the person behind the curtain that's actually the surrogate for the ultimate evil aspects of this? I, I don't know. So it got a little bit confusing for me. That was the only time that I had been confused. But it made for a great scene. It made for a great yeah. course. I love having only the women in there together and all the men thinking that they could get away, yeah. right? And abandoning, except for one of them, um, who he wanted to stay close by. Nicholas Holt wanted to stay close by so he could actually see what he was missing out on because he figured they might be he getting takes, another meal. He takes the food that they were given when he comes inside. He's like, oh, yes. I want one of those. I want one of those. Yeah, He's yeah, still absolutely. taking so, part of the experience. So can I give you my yeah. read on that just a little bit, Carter? Yeah. So in that scene specifically, because um, he mentions that he, the reason he's giving her this power to do this to him is because he made unwanted sexual advances at her and yep. makes a whole point of it. And I think that, I, I didn't love it either, by the way. I'm not defending it because I love it. It's just what, what my read was of the scene. Yeah. To me, the metaphor continued into that moment specifically was to say that when people are in, when when highly creative and highly popular specifically people are in positions of power oftentimes the people underneath them feel forced to put up with horrific behavior in order to stay close mm-hmm. to the yeah. sun you know mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's sort of what it was going for there as far as her yeah. revelation that it was her idea to kill that I don't get yeah. So I'm with you yeah. there. I don't I don't really understand the significance of her being the one who decided yeah. everyone should die. I assume what they're trying to say is that um Ray Fines came up with the idea to punish these people. But yeah. she was yeah. the one that said, and let's let's make it our this opus is, and let's kill them. I mean, I think it's valuable that we say, hey, this can happen anywhere sure. for for the collection of persecuted and the collection of the persecutor. But it was like, did Rafe want to also get stabbed because this was the closest he was to the people that he hates? Because it's like he is being what is technically what would be more assumed of the persons in power, right? What's mm-hmm. funny is he also has power, mm-hmm. clearly, because he's celebrity mm-hmm. in that sense. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was just a little bit off. It kind of feels a little bit to me how I felt about Riri's inclusion in Wakanda Forever. I really yeah. enjoyed her. Yeah, I love all this stuff. But with so many big hitting themes, when you introduce another one it's that a should muddy. have— as much clout and and because everything else is there, it, it, I would rather you just exclude it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And again, that's hard to say as a, as a man. Sure. <laughs> just being like, I sure. think the only- I am, I'm totally fine for poo-pooing on that whole situation and bringing that to light, but it, it, it doesn't need to be 
one of the not one of the top ten things I remember about that. I movie. think my only objection to it is the thing that it, the decision that it was the revelation that it was her suggestion that they all die, because that to me felt like that was more of a joke, like to get the shock laugh of like, oh, that was actually my suggestion. I'm really proud of it. Like that's funny. That's a funny line, and that's a funny yeah, situation is. to put them in. But that almost breaks. Uh, Rafe's character motivation, I think. Sure. And uh, Jordan, I think you're right. I think we have to view it as like he wanted to punish people and she was like, what if we punish them to death? And he's like, oh, I like that. And then we could yeah. all die too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I assume. Yeah, That's sure. what I assume. Um, yeah. We we haven't really talked much about the actual courses themselves. I thought the laser printed tortillas was brilliant. I like that. Such so a fun. fun. With their reveal. sins printed on the tortillas. Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. So interesting. Yeah. And that Nicholas, <laughs> Nicholas Holt's character was what he literally just did. Yeah. That yeah. was kind of a, that was a, one of the horror elements to me. Yeah. It's yeah, like the watcher, sure. you know? I'm going to read yeah. this. That was excellent. I'm going to read this IMDb trivia verbatim because I want to make sure I get it right. The lavish food layouts were prepared by renowned French chef Dominique Crenn, the only oh, I know who she is. By the, the way, the only female chef Dominique in the U.S. Crenn. to attain three Michelin stars for her restaurant. Wow! Though many of the cast and crew were often tempted to taste the delicacies between takes, they had to be reminded that the food items were predominantly props and thus inedible. <laughs> that's funny. I wonder if that cheeseburger was a real cheeseburger, and that's why it just like it subconsciously to be. looks to better be. to us than the other food, right? Oh, it had yeah. to be real, man. Look, Dominique Crenn is one of my favorite, uh, like. Food personalities. Really, she is so freaking cool. She is so cool, so I'm funny. Not familiar with her, so free. Yeah, she's in. I mean, if she, a lot of the times she would come as like a a Top Chef judge, okay. where she's there at like the yeah. final table. But then also she's competed in uh, Iron Chef Gauntlet kind of cool. things. So you can actually see her cook. But she's one of mine and Chelsea's favorites. I was pretty pleased to hear that she was the the plate. Like it had to be. Yeah, it yeah. had to be real. I wish. Yeah. I wanted to be a fly on the wall for like this being pre-screened by chefs. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I want to see what they think. Something about. Wouldn't that be the ultimate? It? That would be the ultimate disrespect, right? If you just had like a graphic designer come and do the plating stuff. I was thinking that sure. while we were watching. Like this has to be somebody who's like, who's like the real world equivalent of a non-horrible <laughs> Ray Fines. You know right. what I mean? Who yeah. has that expertise? There's an actual love for like food and the craft of food in this movie, which is very fun. It, it yeah. reminds me weirdly of, it's just timely like that, but it reminds me of The Bear in that way, where it's like, yeah. I would also say that The Bear is a thriller, just a very different kind of thriller. Oh my but gosh, The Bear is like, so good. The, that's two That's two things that have come out this year, kind of out of the blue for me at least, that are centered around food and a love, a genuine love of food, but telling a much bigger story than that. And I think that's I think it's because I think they're they're hitting now. They're so timely because so many people became like self-described foodies during the pandemic when they had yeah, nothing sure. to do other than sit around and watch cooking videos and stuff. I'm guilty 100%. of that. I learned way more about cooking in the pandemic than I would have if I was not stuck at home. And so mm-hmm. I think there's a, a natural response to that of like, hey, you know a lot about it, but you couldn't do it. The yeah. the the course, I think it was the second or third course, the breadless bread course. Yeah. A was, second course, was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. But B, all I could think, as soon as it came out, I was pretty locked into the metaphor of this movie almost immediately. Yeah. As soon as the Breadless Bread course came out, all I could think of is every time a bad movie comes out and somebody defends it by saying, I think that's exactly how the director wanted you to feel. He wanted you to be angry that the movie that's wasn't what it as was good as he like, wanted it to when be. When it's like, no, no, yeah. no, you don't get it. The fact that he gave you no bread because we don't deserve bread, that's what he wants us to feel. It's like, no, It's a dude. commentary on food and class. Yeah. It's yeah. asinine. You're getting yeah. screwed right now. Yeah. Like yeah. you paid twelve fifty <laughs> a seat and you get 
four little penny sized dollops of what yeah. should go on your bread. That is so I think maybe that's oh, a that maybe was that, so perfect. Maybe that course is a key to understanding sort of the continuation of the metaphor is that at every turn, Ray finds is demonstrating that he has the absolute power yeah. over everything in the situation. And even that is like, maybe his apology could ring a little hollow uh, when he's apologizing to that sous chef. Sure. Uh, because he still she has- she wouldn't stab him if he didn't let her. Right. He still has yeah. all the power in that situation. Yeah. No, that's a great point. May I super dump? I'd love it. I hated this movie, so it's really tough to pick one thing. Um, I think her name was Julie, the rich guy's wife. Uh, what was okay. her name? R- rich guy's wife, the guy that cheated? Yeah. I don't Are you just saying because she doesn't mm-hmm. have a name? Well, no, I don't, I don't think she did anything. Did she do anything bad other than be married to a bad man? No, I don't think so. I don't think she well, deserved uh, to be punished. But I think that's why she tell, she encouraged, she's the only one that is like, get out of here, Margot, at the very end. Yeah. But she also didn't really, well, she also she just also like didn't, consumed the food. She did. She ate the food. That's why he she was more mad about it. He wasn't yeah. as mad about the affair. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. mad about their, here was a couple that's been there 11 times yeah. and don't remember anything that yeah. he's done. Okay, so it doesn't having, bug me then. Now we've got, the, we've got the facet of like, you don't even appreciate it, but you're just here. You're just here because it's it like builds you, your you're not really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I think though that her telling Margot to just go was her having the recognition of like, my husband has done wrong. I'm done with him. You were an innocent. I mean, it, yeah. Well, she it's is, his fault she, that that even happened. She is Margot in that sense, right? Like, if what they're being punished for is her husband's affair, then she has also been unwillingly dragged into this, yeah. just like Margot has. But if we're going to justify her position there with she, disrespected the artistry and the love put into this thing, then I guess by Ray Fiennes' standard, sorry, not Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes is a great dude. His yeah. character, by the I chef's I can't believe standard. they filmed Ray Fiennes killing all these people, dude. They got that on camera. He's going to go to jail forever now. By the chef's standard, she does deserve to be there. But I think there was a little camaraderie there where she was like, hey, yeah. you, we both don't really deserve this, but you get a chance to go, so you got to take it. Yeah. I don't know. There was something significant, I think, to her being the one that was like, go, go. As I'm saying it out loud, I recognize that she absolutely has a reason to be there. Because if we're to regard that, like, they're, they're like, everybody's there because they have in some way robbed uh, chef, what's his name, head chef of his power. If that's like, kind of like what they've done, like the finance mm-hmm. bros have like mm-hmm. sort of bought it out from under him. Uh, they've robbed him of his power because they're not enjoying it. They're just using him to elevate their own status. Nicholas Holtz robbed him of his power because he claims that he understands everything the chef is doing. I love uh, that he's punishing Johnny Legs just because he made a bad movie. Because he robbed him of his power. Because <laughs> so funny. Genuinely, it was like, this is my time. I could enjoy this and you've kept me from enjoying my day off. Yeah. But, and I'm just putting this together. I'm just putting this together right now that he is punishing Johnny Legs for doing the exact same thing. He's, he's doing the same thing to John Leguizamo's character that yep. he is mad at everybody else for doing, which is, I didn't appreciate your art and you don't deserve love, essentially. Yep. You are just your art, and which is sort of what he's doing to Nicholas Holt because yep. Nicholas Holt has taken the person, the skill, the time out of art and said that art yeah. is a mass it's problem. just knowledge. Yep. And as long as these two sides of the equation are balanced, then it is good art. Man, there's so, I'm finding more to unpack from this movie. Are we up our own butts right now? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think based, us. based on the... Based on the <laughs> <laughs> we climbed up. Are we eating breadless bread right now? Going, I think mm, yes, based on the yeah. conceit, based on the conceit yeah, yeah. of this movie, the power of an artist is stripped from them when you no longer enjoy their art, but you use it 
Yeah. When you eat it, you don't taste it. And I think that we're tasting this art. I think that's where yeah, we're going. We're more on lost boys, sure, dude. Yeah, we're more lost boys than. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. than Hawthorne. Exactly. Taste don't eat was a beautiful scene. That or was did when you I knew. Say that was it one of. One I of you thought it. it. I might have said that it. was when I knew that no, he I was my it. super pump. I was just like yeah. blown away. Yeah, man, Ray Fiennes has this. Because he was also warm. Like there was also like almost a yes, Robin Williams a, fatherly warmth yeah. to him in this. That's what I was going to say is that he has this unique ability to hopscotch, to double dutch between inviting yeah. and uh, terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Very Unless scary. you take away his nose, then he's then just, he's just, just Then he's just called Snake Man. Yeah. But have we, has everybody here seen In Margo Bruges? Mills, come to the <laughs> Have you seen in Bruges? To dine. Yes. Doge, have you? Oh, very good. That's very good. Thank you. Thank you. Have you seen in no, Bruges, Doge? No, I haven't, but I hope that good joke makes up for it. Yeah, it was very good. Hum to So Ray Fiennes is, I can't remember his character's name in that either, but um, Ray Fiennes is sort of like the, um, it's like James Bond's boss, I think, right? In that movie? James Bond's boss. Yeah, that's it. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up because I'm about to be so embarrassed if I'm thinking of the wrong person. Is that the one where he like oh. really hates that teenager with glasses? <laughs> no, I'm right. He's in it. Uh, so he's sort of like the the boss of the two people that are the hitmen in this movie. And he's kind of cold, but also funny in that. And then I think of Grand Budapest, which is like yeah. maybe my favorite Ray Fiennes role. It's wonderful. He's just so, uh, I just love him. And here- yeah. I think he is like on full display. 100%. The spectrum of what he can bring to the table is so subtle and powerful. And he is just this, this ever watchful force in this yeah. kitchen, the entire movie. You yeah. are constantly aware of where he is standing. And yeah. I think it's just really, it unique. feels like, yeah, he has some similarities to Hopkins in a lot of ways to me. Oh, sure. It was reminding I me think of a younger Hannibal. Hopkins yep. could have done this. Yeah. I think he might've even had more screen time than Hopkins though. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, it is For it is sure. a non-franchise movie and it is released uh, in November over kind of like the, the prestige season. Do we foresee any kind of awards nominated? Not necessarily just Oscars, Golden Globes, fine too. I doubt it. It's It's been nominated for a few things at some smaller festivals. Uh, like a, a, I think it has a best feature nomination at, at a festival. I don't know. I, I would imagine, I, w- I could see best original screenplay. Could too. Yeah. No, that's fair. I mean, especially I think, you know, the, the Academy is pretty political. Yeah. I know that it's political. And they'd love to look over at the uh, Emmy side, I'm sure, and see how much Succession has done. And here's the same team. We'd be crazy not to yeah. do something. Mm-hmm. Because the Succession team has destroyed their yeah. competition over on that side. Yeah. So uh, so it's like, oh, well, are they just not as good at movies? You know, they're probably thinking of the... I'll tell you what would be fun is if the Oscars would do some smaller, more casual categories, maybe that don't necessarily get a traditional Academy Award, but maybe there's some like other things. Cause I would love to see a category of like, like best single shot. And yeah. like we're, we're putting up not necessarily the the product as a whole, but like what this shot was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Which shot was the most iconic or is going to stay? I don't know. Just little things like that, I think would make it really interesting because I would love to see what's your top shot in this movie. Oh. Cheeseburger. Dude, it's it might be cheeseburger. How do we define a shot in movie business? Is it a frame? Is that's different? Than no, a frame? I don't think it's a frame. Although I would love it. that. A would frame be is really one pause. Like when you pause it, that's a frame. Like when the it changes to something else. The best frame of the year yeah. would be 
unique and really fun. Um, yeah. No, yeah, I think maybe the cheeseburger. It's I don't know why. I hey, y'all know I'm a an absolute. Um, I'm trying to think of the family friendly way to say this. Floozy for cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> you already know this. We already know this. Yes, we know this. But that cheeseburger looks so good. But it, it also good. was like the Dude. culmination of the metaphor to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Powerful I love how the big finale of how he's killing everyone is him just absolutely shatting on s'mores. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> he turns and them into s'mores. Like, the chocolate like running this. down the reviewer's eyeballs. Yeah. That was our, yeah, that's a big shot. That's a big that's shot. probably the and shot. They, the fact that they continued to give her the broken emulsion yes. or whatever that, that was. was gr- that was so great. Movie, and it kept getting bigger and yeah. bigger. It was like, here's a big bowl. We know you wanted more, more of broken emotion for you. You've watched Succession, right? And Joe's, I'm, I'm Joe's, not, you have no, caught up on Succession. I have no, no, you're not caught it, up. Yeah. Okay. A lot of, so I think my favorite like bit part in this was the magazine guy that was with yeah. the food reviewer, the restaurant reviewer. Mm-hmm. Who just agreed um, with everything she said. And he just reminds me of Tom Wamsgans from Succession so much, who is my favorite Succession character by about a mile. And so I was just, Eaten every word he said up with a fork. Everything he said, I was giggling yeah. at the entire movie. I just, man, I was really blown away by this in a cool way. Um, yeah. It, it's, hey, it's unique. It's not Let's, people. It wasn't people. Dude, I really thought when they yeah, brought we were the wrong. bones out, I was like, oh, Doge is so stupid, dude. That's people. That's, that's, that's <laughs> human meat us. right there. But he got us. He tricked, he twicked us. Um, it's time Twitch to rate. Up. It's time to rate this movie using the scientific cinema scale, the same science. It gives us the gastronomy type foods, which I've never eaten before, and it scares me a little bit. But scientific cinema skill is perfect, and it goes a little something like this. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it. Buy Buy that that poster. poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it, and then stream it. After that is forget it, and last but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken forsaken us. I'll go, I'm buying the menu. I really, really liked it. Uh, this has probably, I think, maybe squeezed into my top five of the year. I'd have to sit down and really make a list. That's tough. But I- That's yeah, a, a good year for movies. Loved this. I, I just thought that this, I would watch this again in a heartbeat. It's also nice and yeah. bite-sized. It's an hour 45. Yeah. I feel like every English. movie is three hours long now. Um, hey, Marvel, more is not always more. But- it, it was in the it was with Black Panther. Wakanda it was forever. with Black Panther. I could have watched that movie for six hours. But I felt, even with the menu as it was ending, like I could have watched another hour of this. And I'm glad that I mm. didn't. It showed some <laughs> restraint. Yeah. I mean, I buy it too. It is it is pretty clean. Yeah, like it is, it is well put together. Um, and I, I really just enjoyed it. Uh, every aspect of movie making that I love was, it was, it was, Top notch on all of this. It was really good. Just to, except for I didn't buy the poster because of just the handful of things sure. that it it was kind of like we got high on our own. You know, I don't even know what the, the term Sweet. would be, but they were like they were just doing everything so well, and they're like, well, why don't we also add this? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we think that is? It feels like that big moment of her saying like it was my idea was like an actress that ad libbed. Everybody laughed their heads off in production yeah. and they were like, okay, we got to well, keep it. We can't use it. Well, why can't we yeah. use it? And then it comes down to the fact like, well, let's just use it. Mm-hmm. Mark, I think Mark Mylod's going to bust down your door and be like, okay, then you make it. You make a movie then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to change things up a bit uh, and I'm going to buy the menu. Oh, nice. Mm. 
It's a good idea. Yeah, I thought I might try something new. It was awesome. Like, I, I genuinely don't really have a real super dump. I would love to see this again, like, pretty soon. This is a movie that I want to show people, which is always a cool metric for me. Um, I would love to find somebody who's like, yeah, I've never heard of this, and be like, watch this with me. This is going to be a blast. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah, truly. Truly. Even for the, if, if uh, Chunky's out there, if you are wary because of the horror tag it on this, it d- you're fine. I, listen you're fine. to me, I ain't scared. <laughs> you're fine. Yeah, unless, I mean, there there's a couple, I would call them quick bursts of violence, but it's not incredibly over the top. As long as you don't care particularly about whether the back of a head stays intact or whether somebody has nine or ten fingers, you'll be fine. You're good. You're all good. You're all good. Yeah, no, it's a great movie. If if you're using our review to help you decide if it's worth a watch, I would say definitely, definitely go, go watch this. This is fun. Yeah, we need more movies awesome. like this. We need a lot more movies like this. It's fun. Yeah, if you're looking for a way to escape with your siblings or maybe siblings-in-law over Thanksgiving and just like go have some sibling or sibling-in-law time, like sort of your family, the next generation, go see the menu. That's fun. Yeah. Don't take your parents though. Ugh. Parents just don't understand. <laughs> next week- we're going to be entering into our action Christmas series with uh, a little movie called Jingle All the Way. Yeah. Starring our favorite big boy, Arnold. Jamie! I cannot wait. I'm very excited. It's, it's Quizmas time once again. Yep. To end today's episode, I'd it's like for Christmas. each of us to say our name and what dish we would make if Chef had called us out and called us to the oh. kitchen. Easy. And you know what? I would have impressed him. And he would have let me live. For two chunks and a hunk, my name's Jordan Wonders. It's going to be a breakfast sandwich. I would have asked him immediately for a fresh English muffin. I would have asked him for two farm fresh eggs, a little bit of cheddar cheese, and I'd get somebody on grating that for me because I'm not going to do that myself. So I'm going to have them do that. I would get some flaky salt, some fresh cracked pepper, and some thick cut bacon. We're talking the kind that might as well be ham. Just thick. Yeah. And I would just put him together. And but here's what I'm gonna do. This is the part where he would probably kill me anyway. I am gonna put ketchup on it. I have I thought you were gonna say Lay's barbecue chips. So I I would let you live a little longer. The the thinnest, the thinnest (laughs) drizzle of ketchup on a breakfast sandwich really has like an absolute stranglehold on me for the last six months. You'd be like, Chef, can I have some Heinz ketchup? And he'd be like, No, make your ketchup. Make the ketchup to put on this sandwich. I would just sit on some tomatoes. (laughs) <laughs> Sit on the maters. Smash my yeah, give me some smash maters, and I don't know how to make ketchup. <laughs> I'm Doge, and I would have blown his mind with my certified award-winning poblano chili. That scene would have been a lot longer, huh? <laughs> Takes a bit. I'd be like, give me about 40. Can I live for the next 45 to an hour while this simmers and everybody gets to know each other and then we can eat my chili? Yeah. Chef, do you have a crock pot, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Chef, check back with me in eight hours, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. No, I make it on the stovetop. You can get a good simmer going. <laughs> you don't a need Dutch all of? that time. You don't need all that time. Yeah, I do a Dutch of. What am I, a farmer? Of course I do a Dutch of. Actually, I think it's probably a very Actually, farmer. I think probably have, farmers yeah. do use Dutch it ovens. Be, huh? It might be. <laughs> I'm they Carter. probably would use an air fryer. If I made air fryer chili, they'd be like, no, if you made chili we, in the air fryer, I'd do it on a ranch. I'd kill you. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> very violent. Uh, I'm Carter, and I would ask, for, I would say, Chef, what's your hottest peppers? What are the hottest peppers that you have? 
And I'm sure he would have something incredibly mm. hot. I was like, I need an emulsion blender, please. Excellent. You've got it. Started emulsing all this. I was like, also, can I get some protective eyewear? Thank you very much. Wonderful. Thank you. Put it on. So just kind of like all the hottest peppers. I was like, sir, chef, do you have any puffer fish? <laughs> like, yes. You do. You're going to love this. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're going to really like this. You know what? I'll take more than one, please. Mm. Yes, I'd like to increase my chances. I mean, uh, the uh, flavor profile. And you put the whole, fl- whole fish in the blender too? Whole fish. Yeah. It's coming in here into the blender with all these hot peppers. <laughs> and I've, I've, the entire time I've had a massive pan just heating up with oil. Yeah. And I just throw all that in as Make if like I'm doing gas. the Pepsi, as if I'm doing like the Pepsi Minto challenge. Yeah. Let those chemicals hit the air and book it. I'm, this is, mine's just a legitimate escape yeah, that's plan. That's true. How can I drop a bomb into this oil with my puffer fish Carolina Reaper mixture? Wow. Wow. Drop it in there. Well, that's what we're trying. Hopefully they don't have their protective goggles on. I learned this because I accidentally added last dab, oh, which no. is the hottest hot sauce to a on uh yes. Oh no. As I was just chemical stuff warfare up in the kitchen. Did almost kill my family. Like it got all up in our house. Yeah. I had chemical feelings in my eyes and in my nose, and it was Miserable. That's brutal. Even Nana was like, what's going Why on? Why did you do this? That's our dog, not our grandma or something that lives with us. But yeah, I'd be, I'd be making a little cocktail. A little get yeah. me out of here cocktail. You could just ask him if he has any bombs. <laughs> and and, and bombs. for my final you, dish, chef. do you have grenades? <laughs> do you have any bombs? <laughs> uh, also, uh, I, do you have a key of any kind? I need a, I'm in for a metallic flavor here. Would, yeah, sure. What, a, what about like a front door? Key? I would love <laughs> to make for you tonight my signature dish, guns. Chef, <laughs> yeah. this meal is called a walk to a boat off this island. And let me tell you how it's about to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have, I just need an empty bottle. Do you have a, a rag? Could you please douse that in vodka? Thank you very okay, much. Okay, for my first ingredient, I'm going to need a list of everyone's allergies. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and use just that as the grocery. peanuts onto somebody's face. <laughs> <laughs> just spitting chewed cashews at the tree nut lady. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you keep your EpiPens? Is it locked? Okay, can, can I have leave that, it that way? Is that all right? You. Can we leave it locked? Thank you. It's all about the menu. It's got to be perfect. Who's allergic to bananas? credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 